What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Freedom Warrior Podcast on January 11th, 2019. It's Friday, folks. I think that's always a good sign, unless you happen to be someone who only works on the weekend, in which case, my apologies. Ahead on the program today, there are a few interesting uh, topics. I'll hit on a few different ones. Uh, We'll hit on immigration, but not what you're thinking, not wall-related. I'll just say a, a ridiculous tax that the Democrats tested out. And it's still ongoing, uh, because like all government programs, there's no such thing as a temporary one. Uh, Another one, I will touch on the wall and CNN. And lastly, basic income. Is it something people are serious about? I have a few issues with that. So... Let's dive right in. I'll start out with the immigration story I uh, brought up. There is a loophole in our immigration system. And through an investigation by Congress, of course, they they discovered that the State Department is handing out marriage approvals. So visas... But they're doing it to not just anybody. They're handing them out to children. That's right. Yeah, kids, teenagers. One case involved a 71-year-old man who won a visa for a 17-year-old girl from Guatemala. So roughly, I don't know if, you know, I mean, these days we have data. We can we can crunch the numbers. You would think we could have... Uh, you know, if we can't trust the bureaucrats to figure this out, we could at least, like, get a, a, a computer system or program to determine that 71, yeah, minus 17, carry the two. Yeah, um, the person is a lifetime apart from that, that uh, adult. This girl is a minor, and the adult is a 71-year-old dude trying to bring this chick from Guatemala up here on a marriage visa. And we have, in our system, people approving that. Unbelievable. I mean, that's that makes R. Kelly look good. 71 <laughs> to 17. Um, okay, yeah, um, that's... The guy was getting, you know, close to retirement... When the girl was born. I mean, 54 years old when, when she was born. Um, unreal. Uh, next up, uh, well, same subject, but just to clarify, like most of the cases occurred over the last 11 years. They took place during the Obama administration. So that's interesting. At the State Department. Um, okay, so another interesting tidbit regarding this ridiculous issue um, that I can't even believe there isn't bipartisan support uh, for this, but there probably is. It's just one of those, you know, quirks of, you know, a huge bureaucracy that just has to, you know, take in so many thousands of visas. Um, In the case that, or the the investigation, it covered almost 9,000 child marriages that were approved 
So, I mean, if you add the ones that weren't approved, I mean, the, the number that is going through the State Department is pretty, pretty unreal. Um, but one of the tidbits I, I highlight here is that the government does not require parental consent, even if the petition for the visa is made by a minor. So like a 13-year-old girl says, hey, hi, I'm I'm 13-year-old girl from Guatemala. Hola. And she's like, yeah, I'd like to marry this, this old-ass man who, uh, you know, is probably going to abuse the crap out of me. I mean, I am a minor. <laughs> what could possibly... What good could possibly come from this? You can only assume that these are basically sex slaves. I mean, they're they're basically giving up all of their their rights to come here. I'm sure um, to agree to to be with some old dude um, in order to come to America. It's just disgusting. Um, the State Department approval of marriages uh, for these girls occurred at as young as the age of 13 that were highlighted in this report. So uh, just the the government just doing a a real, you know, home run job here. They're just knocking it out of the park. Uh, Approving child marriage. What is this, Afghanistan? Child marriages? Okay. Uh, Changing subjects, changing gears. Back to taxation, something we can all hate on. Uh, on on the center to the right, I think there are a lot of people who love this stuff on the left, uh, or we wouldn't have things like the Philly, the Philadelphia soda tax. Some of you may have heard of this, uh, you know, maybe a year or two ago, but we have some uh, some results. The results are in. So the tax, pretty much, just to give you an idea of what the tax did to so, uh, a two-liter bottle of soda. It took a bottle of soda that cost a dollar fifty-six, a full two-liter, and it added an entire dollar additional in tax to that bottle. So you could still get it. It was just two fifty-six. Or in the case of you know Powerade or other sugary or sweetened drinks, they were even more ridiculous in some cases. Uh, you know, like four or five dollars for a Powerade, you know, or more. So. It caused soda sales to plunge. That part they got right. That was sort of like the, the it's a syntax. So the, the bureaucrats decided, oh, we'll get people off of unhealthy habit and we'll increase tax revenue. It's, it's just such a win-win, right? Yeah, well, 42% plunge in soda sales, but the non-sugary drinks dipped as well. So like, it's not, it's not as if the, the sugary drinks just went down and people said, you know what, I think I'll have a nice Dasani water. No, all drinks are down. You've basically killed the market. So people just aren't going to these shops. And th- these are the results that are in. I, I could go into deep more detail here even. Um, there's a huge jump in sales of sugar drinks, but, the, but not in Philadelphia, in stores just outside of the city. So outside of the, the, the tax zone where they whack you. Okay, so the interesting. Who could have guessed that? Besides every single person who's a conservative or center of the road, even. Um, yeah. So the syntax. It's, it's to me, this is just an example of the government and what they will go to in order to control your behavior. Is there an end to it? I don't think there is. 
this is exactly what libertarians are always warning about. There's nowhere to hide from these people. Folks, please remember which party wants to push these absurd ideas down your throats. The opposite of tax the hell out of you is to leave you the hell alone. I don't know how leaving people the hell alone became such a controversial political perspective to leftists, but that's where we're at these days. You're going to be smeared as a racist just for wanting to be left the hell alone when it comes to taxation, or you hate the poor or something. I mean, the poor, they hate the poor in Philadelphia, apparently, because they're charging people (laughs) for soda, like taxation on soda in in a high amount. It disproportionately affects... Uh, poor people, you know, wealthier people tend to be healthier people, tend to be people who don't drink soda to begin with. So the the tax on soda is just a tax on the poor. So I love how Democrats are always, uh, you know, saying they're for the little guy, and then they tax the living crap out of them for a bottle of, you know, Coke Zero. I mean, uh, just ridiculous. So, uh, Going forward, uh, there will be, like I said, the CNN story on the border issue and Dems running for president in 2020, who is is testing the basic income. All right, diving back in. CNN asks a local TV station to give a local view of the border issue. So they called up. A local station said, hey, you got any stories? You're right there on the border. Uh, I believe it's in San uh, San Diego. And the news station reported to CNN that Border Patrol agents overwhelmingly support the barrier and believe that they are very effective. So what did CNN do? CNN declined to hear the news news station following this. So they they didn't book with them uh, after they they told them that. And then CNN later tried to cover up and say that they con- they contacted um, several media outlets who were reporting this, and they said that it's a non-story that they, you know, routinely decline to book guests every day, even though they reach out to people. But we all know why they didn't book them. They're busy pushing a left-wing agenda at the border, and the news station didn't add any value to their narrative. It's that simple. This is what I'm talking about and what people are talking about when it comes to fake news. It's not even the facts necessarily. It's that you cherry pick the facts you want. And then you not only cherry pick the facts that you're going to encapsulate in your your story or your narrative. You you actively scrutinize every detail and, and pick with, with precision the things that make it to the eyes and ears of your viewers. Uh, as if you're surgeons, just, just really manipulating things just to the tiniest degree to make sure that nothing is out of your control. And and this is a prime example. Um, you know, they're probably calling up dozens of, of local border town news stations to try and get one news station to say, oh, everything's hunky-dory here, everything's great. Can you send send the old Jimmy Acosta out here? You know, that's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're cold calling uh, to you know, local stations to try and figure out who the will benefit their narrative. So, uh, you know, way to go, CNN. You already are what we know you are. You're not fooling anybody here. Um, but, you know, it's always fun to see you get called out. So that's great. Uh, last story here of the day before the weekend. 
a Democrat who is running for president is testing the basic income. So he is paying $1,000 a month to a to a family, not to families, not to a city, not to a state. Just he's giving $1,000 a month to a family to test it. I'm not sure how this proves anything other than it's nice to get $1,000, I guess. But I mean, we're not talking about economics if you personally are handing money over. Um, you're not, you're not going to prove a whole lot with that. It's a little different to implement a taxation on the entire country and try and implement a basic income of a thousand dollars a month. That would be, uh, unrealistic. It would do grave damage to our economy. Um, you know, we're already at our spending ceiling. America can't possibly afford. I mean, just think of all the things that they talk about wanting free of. Listen to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, listen to Bernie, listen to a lot of them. They want universal health care. They want universal housing or basic income. They want free college. Or I should say housing and basic income. I've heard both. I've heard all of it. They want everything free. Um, These simply are not feasible while still maintaining any sort of a growing economy. So even teenagers understand this issue, okay? I always say this. Whenever someone, you know, hates on capitalism or, um, you know, try and promote socialism, there's a million different analogies or metaphors you could use, but I'll just use one here. Uh, You know, John, imagine teenagers living in the same house, brothers, um, you know, similar age. John borrows Kevin's car to go to the movies using $15, again, of Kevin's fuel. So John is uh, just taking it upon himself to go enjoy uh, some some entertainment on Kevin's uh, dime. So Kevin only makes, let's say, $100 a week working after school, just, you know, bagging groceries or something. Maybe they don't do that anymore. I I think they, uh, maybe they just push the carts. I don't know, whatever. Just a normal college kid or high school kid job. So, you know, that's 15% of his weekly income that John is just taking from him. Um, that's actually pretty similar to what taxation is at, in the lower tax brackets anyway. So uh, in this case, John is stealing Kev, uh, Kevin's time. And that's time that Kevin could be, you know, studying, dating, learning a language, playing Fortnite, j- whacking it. I mean, he could be doing anything. So in this case, John is an asshole. Um, The only difference is that the government doesn't need to apologize the next morning like John does when they take your money. Because, you know, John and Kevin's parents will probably be, you know, scolding John saying, hey, what are you doing taking Kevin's uh, car and just blowing the gas and, and not even asking for permission? You just you think you're owed the $15 in gas? Why don't you go get a job, John? You know, you're, I see you at home playing Fortnite, and uh, Kevin's, uh, you know, at the grocery store pushing carts, you know? Like, it's it's a lesson that even Kevin understands. John doesn't understand it, because John is an asshole, as I said. John is very representative of modern Democrats. Um, all right, so one last little uh, segment here I'd like to go over, and I, I think it's just important to highlight great thinkers and 
crystallize some thoughts for people uh, using people who are smarter than me. Uh, but they're entertaining. Um, so let's go into it. Conservative quotes of the day. I don't know how many of these I'll get to, but all of them today, the theme is going to be Thomas Sowell because economics and common sense. All right. One of the great, one of the consequences of such notions as entitlements is that people who have contributed nothing to society feel that society owes them something, apparently just for being nice enough to grace us with their presence. Solid, solid quote, Thomas. Next one. You got any more for us, Tommy? Okay, here we go. The most basic question is not what is best, but who shall decide what is best? Solid point. Solid point. Who, who are you to determine who, who is or what is best for me uh, if I live in Philadelphia and what I want to go have with my lunch? You know, uh, a Coke Zero? That's, that's your lane? I thought that was my lane. I'm sorry. Thomas, yet again. Great. Uh, another one. Virtually no idea is too ridiculous to be accepted, even by very intelligent and highly educated people. If it provides a way for them to feel special and important, some confuse that feeling with idealism. Well, that describes the entire bureaucracy. That describes the entire federal government. They're all filled with intellectuals who think they know better than you. And if it makes them feel special that they're so smart to be able to run your life, it's, you know, it's a win-win for in their book. They get to control your life. They feel great. They feel smart. And they get to exercise their brilliance you know, at your life's expense. And trust me, they're doing just fine. They make great money and they don't, they don't, you don't need to control their lives. And it doesn't matter if you control their lives because they already have it so cushy compared to, you know, the guy, uh, the guy or gal in, you know, the Midwest that's making 20, 22 grand a year working at a factory, you know, compared to that guy or that gal, the people in DC where I'm at right now, I guarantee you they have it 10 times better. And that's why they can afford to, to, you know, kind of deal with some of the burdens they put on everybody. But they don't realize what kind of burden it's putting on the little guy. So, anyways, uh, next up. Much of the social history of the Western world over the past three decades has involved replacing what worked with what sounded good. Same same highlight bureaucrats government let me let me uh fix what already is not broken because this sounds great i have a good idea fairy that just landed on my shoulder and took a big shit and i need to clean this up um pardon the language um but yeah okay so next up let me find my uh my my spot here Okay, when when people when you want to help people, you tell them the truth. When you want to help yourself, you tell them what they want to hear. Thomas, you are uh, you are you are bestowing wisdom on all of us here. Uh, one more here from well, yeah, I'll do one more from Thomas. People who pride themselves on their complexity and deride others for being too simplistic should realize that the truth is often not very complicated. What gets complex is evading the truth. 
So I see this a lot when it comes to diving into the weeds with uh, especially economic issues, but really all issues, even political. Um, you know, people like to make co- uh, simple things complex. Um, you know, the shallows are clear. All shallows are clear. And if they can, you know, muddy the water, make it a little more complicated that, you know, oh, you need a you need some, you know, sophisticated intellectual from some, you know, Ivy League school who has tons of experience and and this this or that matter, who's an expert to be able to really, you know, get 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 through all of the the web of of um, complicated, you know, protocols, policies, procedures, and, and nuances of this issue. I mean, you're just not quite smart enough to understand it. Well, when it comes to economics, maybe it really is as simple as it is in your own dang house. Don't spend all the damn money and blow it at the casino or blow it, you know, buying crap that we don't need. You know, is it, is it that simple? I think it actually is. Don't spend all the money we make and try and make more, you know, work harder. That, that you don't need to be some uh, PhD economist from Harvard to figure out that that's probably a good way to run the economy. I'm not saying that's how you, you know, administer, uh, you know, from a government perspective, the, you know, overarching policies for a whole economy. It's, it, of course it gets complex, but I'm saying generally speaking, that is, that's true. Things aren't as complicated as people like to make them because the more complicated uh, things are, the more people can get paid to just sit and do that for a living. Uh, here's a couple freebies in here from uh, Milton Friedman. A society that puts equality before freedom will get neither. A society that puts freedom before equality will get a high degree of both. Just rolling, doing rapid fire here uh, just so I can wrap this up. Next one, one of the greatest mistakes is to judge policies and programs by their intentions rather than their results. So true. Underlying most arguments against the free market is a lack of belief in freedom itself. In other words, you want to control everything because you don't think people, you know, really should have the the right to be able to control it themselves. And uh, lastly... Most of the energy of political work is devoted to correcting the effects of mismanagement of government. (laughs) I'll I'll end it with that. Uh, Just kind of soak those in, internalize those, and uh, look forward to next time. This has been the Freedom Warrior Podcast. Everybody have a wonderful weekend.